Thank you for tuning in to an episode of 5678. You're listening to the podcast for non-professional dancers. 5678 is the direct result of a one-year dance challenge that I set myself on to become a better dancer. 5678 is an honest conversation about what it was like for me to start something new at the ripe old age of 29 in a town that's all about perfection during a time in my life where I found it hard to make it through the day. Thank you for listening to my struggle. Let's get started. Welcome to 5678. This is the podcast for non-professional dancers. I am your host, Jennifer Chang, and today with me I have Hannah Z. Hi, Hannah. Hi. How are you today, babe? I'm doing wonderful. Good, good. I am so excited that you could join us today because I think you and I both started dancing in similar ways. Like I started dancing in my late 20s and I remember you saying that you kind of started later in life. So just tell us about like how you got started and why you got started. Oh yeah, of course. Um, So I actually love dancing all my life. I would dance on my own freestyle all the time growing up. I'd be like the last person dancing at a party. Like if there was a dance floor, I was dancing. So like I definitely danced most of my life. I didn't pursue it seriously though until um, about my early 20s. I didn't start training in dance seriously until about my early 20s. I was on a POMS team for about a year in high school. Um, I was on the varsity POMS team. My senior Is that the same as like the cheerleading team? Um, it's, it's, um, it's cheerleading, but it's more focused on dance. Gotcha. It's okay. like not a lot of cheering and just like we do a routine at the halftime show. Got so, it, got it. Yeah. So I um, did that, but then that was probably the most serious training I had in dance until I started in my early 20s because, um, yeah, and the, the reason I started dancing was because I actually went through a pretty traumatic experience where I lost uh, my brother, who's like a year and a half um, apart from me in age. Um, I lost him in a car accident. and. I, after that point, I just realized how frail life is and how we, you know, you never know, like, what's going to happen. And so I wanted to do something with my life from my heart and pursue something that I really loved. And um, yeah, so I started pursuing dance really intensely. I just threw myself into it because I just remembered, like, all growing up, I loved dancing. I would always be dancing. I just never took the time to pursue it seriously for myself. I feel like my growing up was like figuring out who Hannah was. Like I didn't start figuring that out until I was like in late high school. And that's why I went out for the varsity, you know, POMS team. But then I like, after that moment happened, I was like, okay, like what do I really love? And like, I want to do that. And so I threw myself into um, taking ballet like 15 to 20 hours a week. And there were, it was at this studio called main stage Academy of dance. And I felt so grateful because that they took me in because it was kids in like middle school and high school and I was already an adult (laughs) and (laughs) I was like (laughs) dancing with little kids starting out and I did not care. I was like, good, good for you. Like my perspective was like, yo, like I just like, you know, like have this reality, like life can be go like that. Like, and I just want to live hundred percent this thing. And so I, um, I just was, I started out in beginner ballet there 
Um, and then I moved up into the intermediate and advanced classes with, um, his name was Eddie Bray. He was the owner of the studio and he was, he danced with, um, he trained under people who danced with like Varushnikov and like, um, he danced with Elvin Ailey and stuff like that. Like he was serious ballet teacher and he took me under his wing and I was dancing that point I started out like one or two hours a week and then I was like oh, okay I really want to train in this um and I also was taking a hip-hop class there too um and I was uh for that beginner time where I was just in the beginning program but then I was like okay I really want to do this and then I tried out for the intermediate advanced level classes and he took me under his wing he put me in level three I had no idea what I was doing I remember doing like port de bras and like whipping my body around like and being like <laughs> what is this but I just kept like putting myself out there and throwing my body into things and learning how to do it right it's so interesting how when you do that the muscle memory you can trust in our I can trust in my muscle memory is what I learned because it'll just pick it up over time mm -hmm. continuously repetition throw yourself right. into it um so yeah and I felt so privileged that he took me under his wing because I was like an adult and I was, you know, these were kid programs like middle school and high school. Well, there's high schoolers, you know, so I wasn't like too far off of the high schoolers. Um, but then there's also a salsa class that he offered there. Um, and that was adults. And so I also took that and my husband actually took that with me too. So we performed like a salsa routine together. One of the, for one of the performances, but, um, yeah, so that was really cool. I did that um, a lot of great, good big training for like throwing myself into it at a late age because it was high discipline and serious. Like he was serious about his training. Um, and he held us like accountable and like pushed us. He was like, this is where you need to work on. This is where you need to grow. And that was like, um, yeah, 13 to 20 hours a week. I was there for like three to four years, seriously training where I worked to getting to the intermediate advanced level like in ballet like I felt like I got to a point where I was like okay like I actually can move with the rhythm of the music and do these combinations that's actually um I feel like I've harnessed the style to a degree and he did teach some hip-hop too in this program so yeah because um, that's more how... like old school hip-hop like popping and locking and Ooh, stuff like that nice mm -hmm. nice yeah because like i mean i know you primarily as a hip-hop dancer because you and i met at playground which is primarily hip-hop um and and like you like i i wanted to try ballet like i wanted to get the technical skills down but like everything I found was for children so like uh -huh. and, and I didn't like I I looked at it and I saw like the age groups and then I just like immediately like would click out of the window like I didn't even question if they would uh, let adults do it um so good for you for just like going even though it was a bunch of little kids I I saw it and I was like oh this is clearly not for adults and clicked uh -huh. out of it uh -huh. um but when when Corona's over I'm definitely gonna try that again um, yeah <laughs> yeah for sure yeah so like I, was... I know it was like, I felt, yeah, it was, and I made so many great friendships, like with their families. And it was just like a good time. And Caleb started dancing ballet there. My husband, like, yeah, it was a good community. Yeah. I wish, I wish I had more ballet training or any ballet training, to be honest. <laughs> it's been so helpful for like all my other training. Like one thing, like I did when I moved out here, like I had to loosen up more, but it like gave me such an awareness of my body of and body, a discipline. Yeah like a, a discipline in pushing my body. So like it helped me to like really see how um, you can harness something if you really like stay disciplined in it. 
Yeah. So. Yeah. And ballet and is honestly a good like foundational piece because there are a lot of ballet techniques that come out in hip hop. Oh yeah, like lines, creating pictures. Yes, yes. Like, knowing where a line is, we're always doing lines in hip hop. It's just different. It's just more, more subtle. Fluid. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Um. So, so today, like I said, today's episode is going to be about like mentorship and kind of how and the many forms of mentorship because. When I was in my dance challenge, like I was constantly looking for like information on just how to be a better dancer. Like, cause I, growing up, I was like a type A kid. Like I was super intellectual. I was like the book smart person. So of course I was like, okay, well with anything I study, right? Like how can I study dance and how can I learn more about it? Um, but like with everything, like, you know, like teachers and coaches and all of that, I was like, well, let me find a mentor. Like, let me find someone who is literally going to teach me about dance. Um, but going into that, I was like, okay, I'm going to pay someone and I'm going to go to them with all my questions. And that's how it is. Cause that's how it is in the movies, you know, but, but with dance, cause like, I think both you and I understand that dance is a journey. It's a very long process. It's not like, like, even though I, tr- I did it for a year, like committed, I'm still doing it. Like I'm still going and I'm still going to continue to learn as I grow, but when it, when something is so long, a journey as dance is like, it's, unre- it's unrealistic to be like, okay, this one person is going to have all the answers to my problems, you know? So I think that's kind of why, like, we, I want to talk about the different forms of mentorship. Like, of course, there are going to be people like coaches and teachers that you admire. Like, for example, like the, like the teachers that you, I, I stalked like every teacher at Playground to see like what their style was. And that's why I started taking their classes. And and, the, and even though, like, they don't realize that they're being a mentor, they were for me. Like, the other person doesn't have to know that they're being a mentor. Like, yeah. you're just learning from them without mm-hmm. with, without them knowing. And that's, and that's totally fine. Like, it's kind of wherever you can get it. But I remember you saying that, like, men- true mentorship happens organically, right? Like, and, like, kind of talk about, like, how you find your, found your mentors when you were starting to dance. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was just like something that developed. I just was like taking people's classes. I was, um, I was at IDA um, as a work study. And so I worked there and then I would take classes there um, when I first moved out here. Like the same thing, like all the time. Like I was taking like three to three classes a day because um, I was like, I want to learn this. I want to learn what the style <laughs> hip hop is. Like. I was just like, so inspired and I'm just as fast. Um, but so, um, and then I would just be taking people's classes and just being a work study, being in the environment where you're seeing the teachers come in and out all the time. You see the work ethic, you see, um, the casting calls coming in and out, the people renting spaces, you see kind of the vibe of the dance community. And that in and of itself is mentorship. Just being in the midst of a dance studio and seeing people's different work ethics, how they handle different situations, how things are run in the dance community is one thing. But then also taking classes from different people. And as I took classes more consistently, obviously there's relationships being built and then people felt comfortable with giving me feedback or like I felt comfortable asking more questions or like there's just like a natural mentorship. And then I'll be, I'm, I'm picking up their, their way of movement too, just right. naturally. Like absorbing it. Yeah. From consistently just being disciplined and taking their classes. So, and then it just developed organically where I would like 
assist people in choreographing for class or assist them for like a music video or so then that was a whole nother training where um i'm really working one-on-one -on -one in the artistic process with the teacher who is also a choreographer so that's like then a different phase of mentorship too then it's more personal we're working out choreography for hours and hours so then it's really intentionally getting into my body and then i'm also seeing that side of the dance community and the industry with dance so like the the important part that i take like from from that is like just the, the showing up like you can't take one per, like one class and then expect them to like take you under their wing like it's that's not how it works you know and i think a lot of people will be like like they'll take one class or like and then they'll send them a dm and be like hey can i have like can you teach me so and so this and they'll be like i don't know who you are like who is this like and and mentorship is very personal like it's a it's a personal journey that someone like is willingly willingly going on with you you know what i mean like the showing up is important like because they have to know who you are like because it's a because it's so personal it's like you're becoming part of their life essentially um and when you started like those various mentor mentorships kind of thing like was it did you like outright ask them like hey can i come with you to this so and so audition or can i help you out with this or did they like ask you like how did it we just became friends and um they asked me to just dance with them while they were choreographing and they like um yeah so i think that's that's i didn't really i don't yeah that's kind of how it developed and like my passion for dance is obvious you know so it's like because i'm like i love i just yeah so i think that was very clear that i you know loved it since i was there for hours and hours on end, exactly you know? yeah <laughs> this person really wants to dance <laughs> yeah like not yeah. always show up but be super yeah. passionate about yeah. it <laughs> yeah 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 so. so like i mean and there's also ways that you can also like pay for mentorship too is like privates and all of that i've never done a private before have you done a private um i've given private dance lessons i haven't trying to think i don't know like i've not like a private no i've never done a private dance lesson <laughs> I feel like because it's kind of just happened for me organically to have mentors. Yeah. 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 And where I was just in the process one-on-one -on -one with them, but like I was helping them with something and then I got helped because I was helping them with something like figuring out things, you know? So it was like a two way kind of, we're both giving something and then, yeah. Right. So yeah. Like, so in a, like, and in I addition think it's important too to like, in those situations, it was like, I was just so grateful and to like share that to like yes. encourage and uplift the person that they were like having me be a part of it. Like, cause that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. So. Always. Like, mm -hmm. I, I think anytime that you get an opportunity, cause like I, I'm a big person on like environment. It, like I don't, it doesn't matter what I'm doing as long as I'm like in the space where like the creation is happening. I'm like excited about it, you know? Yeah. Because I mean like, it's like learning by osmosis is like you just absorb all the things yeah. that are happening and, mm -hmm. and, and I'm super observant. Like, I'm a very observant person. So just being around the things that make yes. me happy. Yes, I see that. Yeah. Goes mm -hmm. so far. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, so in addition to, like, we always think of mentorship coming from someone outside of ourselves. But there's, like, you and I talked a lot about, like, be, like personal accountability. It's like being a mentor to yourself. So it's, like you, it's my favorite one. Yeah. 
because it's so empowering if you're aware of that i feel like yeah and i yeah. and i think that like over like as a dancer you can't always sometimes the critique may might be too much or it might be like you can't always wait for someone else to judge how you're dancing dancing because there are mirrors in a room for a reason right so you can see what you look like you know and and as a dancer and as in order to get better you have to realize where your flaws are right like you have to realize what you could be better at yes mm -hmm. and, it, and it took me a really long time to like put myself on camera just because i was so new at dance that like putting myself on camera was just like an overwhelming thought i was like okay just get the steps and then you'll work your way to camera and then it, and even when i got camera it took me a long time to watch them <laughs> because mm -hmm. i was like oh I, it's so cringy i don't want to look at it <laughs> Uh -huh. But like, but tell us about like your form of like personal accountability and kind of like what you suggest for new dancers. Wow. It's such a vast thing um, because I feel like it's both like, I think it's mental, emotional and physical. So there's so much to that. Um, I feel like when I first started dancing, what really helped me even though it sucked that I went through that traumatic experience, it kind of made me be like, like um, to not like judge myself so much. And so then I, I'm like, I'm doing what I love. So I'm going to live for that in the joy of it and throw myself into it. Even if I look ridiculous because I love it and I'm learning it. And that's like that I have this opportunity to is like a gift. And that mental state of like doing it for the joy of it um, in a lot of ways helped me go fast because if like I didn't, I wasn't thinking too much at that time what people thought of me. So it was like I was able to absorb a lot or even what I thought of myself. I was like, I'm living from my heart. I'm living. You know what I mean? So um, I think that mental, like, and for me, um, there's been different things and different roadblocks mentally that I've had to work through and that dance has confronted in myself um, that I've had to work on on my own. No one else could do that for me. And that takes self-awareness um, of what's going on in my mind. Am I too focused on what's going on in the room? You know what I mean? Am I judging myself so much that I'm not moving when I look in the mirror? You know, like, all of those kinds of things and being really aware of what's going on in my mind so I can step into more freedom and actually just be in the artistic process of dance and cultivating the movement in my body and being focused on that and the joy of that rather than letting these things hold me back. And it's different through different seasons of life. Like in the beginning, it was like, I was a little baby dancer. So I was like flopping around like, whoa, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then it's like, you know, I go through different seasons of it and then more awareness and more awareness of how my body moves and there's different things that come up. So it's like, but we have the ability to empower ourselves. It's an empowering thing. I think sometimes people think it's like a negative thing to look at what's holding you back or like where you need to, what you need to let go of but i think it's actually an empowering thing because as i'm aware of those things i have power over them and, and they empower me to be more free in my body and to move forward and i think the mind first is like most important when it comes to dance um and then the body yes yeah because yeah. the, the body hears everything that your mind says right like yeah. your body feeds off your mind and when you're when you're a baby dancer at least for me like 
I, I had to rely on my brain a lot just because my brain had to like absorb the moves and then translate it to my body, right? Yes. Because when you're a baby dancer, muscle memory isn't there because no, uh-uh. because everything is so new that like nothing feels familiar. It all feels yeah. awkward. And it's a whole different way of thinking too. Yes. Yes. It's so like, like tying steps together in your body. It's like mathematical and creative and it's like the weirdest kind of different way of thinking. It's a whole new wiring. It's like learning a new language, essentially. Uh Like your like your brain has to figure out how to rewire like all the connections and the neurons to spark movement in your body. Like exactly. I remember like my first dance class. Like I felt like I was moving in quicksand because I like I it took me a long time to trigger certain movements in my body that like I was late all the time and like I was behind. Yeah. Because I I couldn't totally understand. (laughs) Yep. And just tying okay this step to this step is like that's a different. It like takes our brain longer time at first to do that, to actually tie it together because we haven't thought that way before. So our brain is like sparking it and then it makes the connection once it's over and exactly. over. It just becomes like a natural wave. Yeah. It, yeah. It becomes like a natural progression. It's like yeah. when your brain can like trigger your body faster, like then, then, then you feel like you're picking up choreo faster because you're, you're doing the movements like the, the cause like in, in a dance class you get basically an hour to learn a whole entire combo. <laughs> yeah. So like, so especially like in LA, like exactly. a beginner class in LA is like an advanced class anywhere else. Anywhere yeah. else. Yeah. And it goes yeah. so fast. Like, yeah. you blink uh-huh. it's over. yeah. And like, and, and when you're a baby dancer, you're overwhelmed because one, you have to learn all of this choreo in an hour. And then you're around other people who like are killing it because like it's in LA, a beginner class is still filled with professional dancers. Yeah. And the thing is, is like good for you, like for people who like don't let that hold you back. No, not and at all. And then good for you also for just going and doing it if you haven't had dance training before. That's like takes courage. But I mean, it's people love that though too. Like I feel like people love when people just go for things, you know? Oh yeah. Like in the, I remember the teachers are always like, you guys look better than you think. And I was like, I don't know if that's possible. (laughs) (laughs) But like, it's like, okay. Like when you're a baby dancer, it's, it's overwhelming, but like you have to kind of just, just suck at it. Like you like mentally, even though like mentally, like we're all programmed to be like, I don't want to be bad at this. I'm going to go home. Like, but like, because I remember in the beginning of my dance challenge, I was like, there, there are two rules, like, just at least take two classes a week. And you can't give up in the middle of class. Because if you give up in the middle of class, you're teaching your body to shut down if something gets hard, you know, and, and that's not what I wanted to teach my body. Because again, like, I was always very like cerebral, I was always like the, the, the brainy kid. And I was like, and so using my body was such a new experience for me, that all of it felt awful. But I was just so determined to get better that it didn't matter. And I was like, well, if I'm going to suck, I'm just going to suck here in the back. And then uh-huh. we're going to deal with it. And then eventually, like, like I, I got better. Thankfully, I got better, you know. But, like, it was – it's a it's a progress. And, and that's and kind pro- of the beautiful journey yeah. of dance. That process doesn't ever end. No. Like, I still take classes and I'm like, like I was a, terrible. Yeah. And that – and professionals. I mean, everyone feels like that. And that's yeah. the, that's, that's, that's the journey. That's being someone who's continuously wanting to grow as a human, you know? Yeah. And, 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 and you're right. Like there are, there are things about our personalities and our, in our mental state that come up in dance, even though like, cause I thought dance was okay. Just learning the steps. One, two, three, four, got it. The music, I'm a dancer, but that's just not how it happens because dance is, is a natural, like 
basic bodily function even though you may not know how to dance like your body knows how to respond to rhythms and like consistencies in music right um but yeah but like the mental aspect of it because for me i've always thought of dancers as being these really confident people or at least they looked confident on the floor right like even though like there there could be a million things happening in their in their life that are bringing them down but like for those 30 seconds that they are on the dance floor they are confident people you know and, and they're in control of their lives. And I think that just like in changing how you talk to yourself and that, and the way that you think about yourself is so important when you start dancing. It's like, again, like we're programmed to be so hard on ourselves, but something is hard because you're trying something new, which mm-hmm. is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah. For I'll sure. get off, I'll totally get off my soapbox on being mm-hmm. a baby dancer. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but like so like there there's also so in forms of mentorship there's like the outside mentors of coaches and teachers with training and then there's personal accountability but there's also like kind of what we were talking about is mentors outside of dance even though dance is this very like like compact thing that we all do and like we come to a studio to do it and it's very kind of like encapsulated but like you have to work on yourself as a person too when you try to become a better dancer. Um, and and for you and I, we started dancing because of our mental health. Like we decided that dance was something that we were going to do to to relieve that stress. Um, so like, and there are things like outside of dance. Like I I found like a bunch of like people that were like working out, and I was like, okay, because when I was starting, I was just always tired because I wasn't used to all the cardio and like I had a lack of stamina. So I started following people who were like eating better and like who were working out and like they weren't dancers. They were just people who were like, you know, fitness junkies. So I started listening to them. And and I know a few people who were like had like recovery or life coaches and stuff like that. Like is like what is your experience with with finding mentorship outside of dance? Yeah. So like I I did start dance because I also wanted to be a teacher and a professional dancer, but it also was a mental and therapeutic thing. And so um. For me, I definitely have had different mentors outside of dance along this journey, um, like life coaches and just mentors like as my my family or even my husband and um, just to talk through life and life process. I think it's just important in pursuing anything to have like a people around that you can kind of gain clarity in situations if they're like confusing or hard or you go through something hard or not even that just like how what do I actually want to do and how do I want to do this you know what I mean and or this is something that's on my mind um how can I work this through and emotionally or mentally or like this is a goal like and how do I get to that place and make like really good clarified steps instead of it just being like this mumble jumble that's in my own head you know what I mean so I think I've had a life coach now. I have a life coach. Um, her name's Hansi. But I feel like with her, it's like we just have these sessions. And by the end of it, I'm like, oh, okay, I talked through that thing that might have been on my mind that was like frustrating me um, or whatever. But then I'm able to actually around something I want to accomplish or something going on relationally, you know, and like, but through that, we find something, how to take a step forward, to make a solution, to be in the solution and like to um, actually put things into action. So, and having just the accountability of like 
I think that's huge, the accountability of working on my goals, my dreams, and my internal life with another human and like to bounce things off of is so helpful and brings so much clarity and like makes me realize how possible things are. And um, yeah, I think sometimes we can, I don't know, like I'm a really hopeful person, but it's just helpful. And I already like chase after things, but it's just helpful to have that extra accountability to kind of clarify and like to take proactive steps towards goals and dreams and um, even like hopeful, like things about like being a freer human, you know, just all the things. So like, I don't like, I don't know about you, but like, at least for me, like when I was like setting goals and like killing things like outside of the dance floor, like I felt better on the dance floor. Like it, it, like that gave me power to like, like clear, like clear your brain essentially of all like the, the, the mess and like the nonsense. Like if I had that peace of mind, I could focus a hundred percent on this choreo and like kill it and I felt so much better oh yeah totally agree and even the opposite is true so like because like in the very beginning like my my outside life was like a mess but like when I went to the dance floor I tried to like put it aside and like at least for an hour and a half I'm not the person who has these problems you know I'm just gonna do this for an hour and a half and figure it out you know yeah yeah totally yeah it can be like a therapeutic kind of thing your dog yeah. is so funny yeah she she's playing underneath the bed sheets right now <laughs> that's hilarious um, if anything the dog is the highlight of this podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I think it's really yeah like yeah and that goes back to do like having a life coach that also takes like, or reaching out to someone that also takes personal accountability. So like our own, my own being my own mentor, knowing that I need that, you know? So. Yeah. And like, and like, we're not saying that like you have to pay someone to be a life coach. If you have like the, the means and the money to do that, go for it. But like, like I kind of go back to what I was saying. It's like, they don't have to know that they're being your mentor. Like watch, like, like we live in an age of social media where you can follow a billion people you know and like take up and take what you need from them and I think that's the beauty of it it's like and I remember like when I was a baby dancer I never used to watch people in class because I was always so focused on what I was doing and getting the steps right but when I stopped to like look around finally at the people around me because like like I said like in the beginner class there are there's gonna be at least one professional dancer in the room so like if you stop to look at them and see how they're doing the movements it's so helpful. And in that moment, they're being a mentor, whether they realize it or not. And it, and it may only last like 30 seconds as long as that combo lasts. But like watching other people can help you so much without like it being like this long ordeal. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. And even like your peers, like just like watching like, because yes. like, we because like we've known each other for a long time because we were just always in the same classes together. So it was, it was just kind of like bound for us to say hello. And like the same thing, like we've got at least a good like dozen or so other people that we know that are always in the same classes. And and we're all very different dancers, even though we're all in the same class, we're all very different dancers and watching you and like watching Mike and like and watching you guys go in groups is so helpful because one, like you see how movement is different in every body and then you see how you move compared to somebody else mm-hmm. yeah and then too you can see I feel like different textures and the way that people um use their control in different ways for different movements or if they like take a little bit longer or draw out the music or like oh that was cool they did like added that like little extra groove to that like 
sidestep. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can learn so much nuances, through just yeah. watching, watching people dance. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can uh-huh. even learn like too, like when you watch people dance, like, oh, they're so free. Yes. In their, yes. In, in their expression or, you know what I mean? Or they're so confident. That's inspiring. Like, yeah. I love it. I absolutely love it when I see a dancer like where it seems effortless. You know what I mean? Like when a dancer is just so effortless in their movement that like it feels natural. And 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 that's the level I'm trying to hit. You know what I mean? Like I want I want it to seem like I didn't try so hard to where like it naturally just flows out of my body. Yeah. But th- those are goals. Those are <laughs> those are dance life goals. Um. So I think we're like we're run- almost running out of time here. But like I kind of wanted to ask you like even though like you know going back to us being baby dancers um there's a lot of like especially in LA there's a lot of hesitation to start because like I mean we live in LA and there's a lot of like intimidate it's, a, it's an intimidating factor to start um but again like I, I did it because I was just super determined for some reason that I really wanted to be a better dancer and I think the same for you you were just very determined to get better you didn't really didn't really care what other people thought um, but for those people who are like on the fence about like starting, they even going to their first class, kind of like what what kind of advice would you give for people who just want to start? Um, I would just say like everyone starts somewhere and everyone's had a journey with dance and their beginning was a baby dancer. And so it doesn't like that part, like there's just no reason no one would start if that was the reason that you know, like kept them from dancing, you know? So it's like everyone begins somewhere and why not, if you feel like the desire to dance, do it. And I feel like everyone's journey is important. And if you have a desire to dance, there's a place for you in a dance studio. Like there's a place for every person in a dance studio. It's not exclusive to certain people. It's for everyone. That's what dance is an inclusive thing. It's like everyone can dance if they want to, you could turn on music now and dance it's no one can say whether who can dance or choose to learn to dance or not. And I would truly believe you can start at any time in your life and you can get good at it. And you, it's just about persisting and like trusting that muscle memory will develop and um, just going for it. And like, you're going to feel scared. You're going to feel freaked out. You're going to have self doubt. Your first pl- class is probably going to feel like a panic attack that's okay. That's normal. Like every human feels like that when they first start anything, you know what I mean? And that feeling will slowly dissipate over time as you do something more and more, um, like with anything in life and people need to see your heart and you live in your life. Like everyone has a purpose. And if you feel like your purpose is to take a class or train or do whatever, like, do it like because that inspires another person to do something with their life that they want to do so and two that's good for your I feel like it's good that we follow those things for ourselves because that's valuing ourselves too and our own health (laughs) um yeah and our own being yeah I totally love that you said that there's a space for you in a studio if you want to dance because I used to think that like dancing or being good at dance was was only for a chosen few people like they were picked like you know at birth they're like okay you're gonna be a dancer and I and that's kind of what stopped me too because like again I started really late in life and I thought that like I'm like oh I'm too old I'm never gonna be a dancer or be a good dancer but 
but you're right. Like if you've got the money to pick a spot in class and pay for it, like there's a spot for you and, and, and no one's going to stop you from taking a class. That's ridiculous. And I think like if you just want to dance too at home, you can learn so much watching people dance on videos, like on YouTube, you can learn so much just turning on music and moving your own body to music. Like you can develop so much in that space, your own style too. Like, of course you need, like if you want some true discipline and like guidance from someone else, of course, like class is super helpful, important. Mentors are super helpful and important, but just moving your own body to music. I feel like freestyling to music on your own. If you do that for hours, you're like, develop your own absolutely absolutely like there's a huge and you can add that to choreography or you know what i mean like there's so much to that too just like dancing on your own (laughs) yeah Yeah, there's there's so many building blocks to dance and i think we've said it a million times that it's a journey like but you've got to start out as a baby dancer. Like, like MJ was just Mike, you know, at one point, like he wasn't Michael Jordan his entire life. He was just Mike from, you know, North Carolina, you know, like no one starts out like, like, you know, being who they are at the end of their life, you know, like it's, it's a journey. Um, so, but I, I think we're out of time now, but thank you okay. so, so, so much for, for joining me today. I think, yeah, I think this was helpful. I think yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping someone got something valuable yeah, out of this episode me too. today. And I want to say one more thing, like, I didn't know that I could get to the place that I did, but I knew that I wanted to become, like, I wanted to do things with dance. And I actually, and I started out late and I still was able to like work on music videos. I was still able to like book a TV show with Timbaland. Like that is all possible for people starting out late too, like to be a backup dancer, to like do the thing, to like dance professionally. It might be harder. Um, but there also is like, there's like people, like there's different things for different people. And like, just to not hold yourself back, to not put any limits on your life, because like you can really make things happen if you put your mind and your discipline, your body to it. Yeah. hundred percent. So, but like, all. but you have, to, you have to start like you, like that's have the thing. To I, put your, you have, to, you work. have to start. Yeah. Put like, in the work. I always tell people when they ask me like, they asked me like, oh, what class did you take? And I'm like, don't commit to just one class. Commit to several because you're never going to master the art of dance in one class. That's just unrealistic. Like you have to start and start a lot. Like, and, like, and there are like gonna a be wide times- variety of styles too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Like do not, again, like do not hold yourself back. Don't pigeonhole yourself and be like, I'm only a ballet dancer. I'm only a hip hop dancer. I can only do jazz funk, you know, like dance is a lot like there are a lot of ways to dance and there are a lot of ways to get better um but the bottom line is you have to start yeah exactly all right well that is our episode thank you so much Hannah. i appreciate it yeah thanks for having me thank you for listening to this episode of five six seven eight be sure to follow us on instagram at the five six seven eight podcast there you can also sign up for the dancers club newsletter at the link in our bio see you next week for another new episode